0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Esports Diff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your host, Fobbs, and accompanying me on the cast is esports enthusiast, longtime friend, Phazon. What's up? You can catch our episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. The cast is also timestamped, so you can fast-forward to the sections that interest you the most. So with that, we're just going to get right into it. All right lcs and lec what do you got from your phase one
1: uh i mean outside of like the cloud nine games i think lcs was kind of a snooze fest a little bit yeah i don't know like it, the the games were just kind of boring mm-hmm. I, I remember i watched like the i think it was the tl versus hundred thieves game yeah and it I, th- I thought that one would be hype to be honest they're probably game. playing really slow right really resident patient. sleeper
0: resident sleeper game damn yeah
1: and then uh what was that? Was it like FlyQuest versus Golden Guardians?
0: Yeah, that one was hype, right? It was hype, <laughs> but man
1: was it wasn't a fucking fiesta.
0: <laughs> it was oh, I'm trying to see here. Um it was I think
1: uh FlyQuest played, it was like Janetop. Um
0: Yeah, yeah, that was the top game. That was the first and game then they had they like a gen out. 80
1: carry with the top, which I didn't
0: Yes, get. yes, and they had like no baron damage, yeah. They
1: had no baron damage at all. They ended up winning, yeah, I- but like man. It was that game
0: just messy? Bro, I remember just I remember contracts just inting it. <laughs> I yeah. think on Trundle, right? I think he no, was, just no, that was that was um Or is that volume? You're,
1: you're thinking about the CLG game.
0: Maybe maybe okay yeah. where
1: contracts are just straight inting it. Okay, yeah, I, think it was against... I, I
0: remember I think he inted both games, bro. I yeah, remember yeah, when I looked at did. both days and he was like what like zero and four one and three like two times. Yeah, it
1: was it was again I don't know, man. The bottom teams in LCS are just
0: bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Sorry, no, it, I it gave was, up trying to. You understand were right, it. actually.
1: It was, it was the CLG versus FlyQuest game. I, I, I got the two confused, but yeah, the bottom teams in LCS are just really, really bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing can be as bad as Astralis's throw <laughs> against, True, vitality. against vitality.
1: That was, that was <laughs> yikes.
0: All right, we saw an interesting pick coming out from Fudge on Cloud Nine with the Ivern Mid. He ended up going 1-1-1-6. They ended up winning the game, but. Uh what made you think that he picked that pick for mid lane against um a olive's victor?
1: So I guess the whole point in the Vic against Victor is that Victor as like an early game champion doesn't really do much.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Like you play a lot of Victor, you know, like levels one yeah. through like he's gotta
0: scale, he's gotta get kills from to level up his abilities. His yeah,
1: audience. I'd say like yeah. level like until he hits like two items, maybe he doesn't feel like he does a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I guess early on it's a free lane. I think. It felt like kind of a disrespect pick like I, I get i get it was a strategy but like blaze olive isn't the best laning to like mid laner in the lcs mm-hmm. so i like i don't know the strategy throws me off a lot right yeah i mean it, it kind
0: of forced him to like build shadow flame second item for the shielding because yeah. fudge built moonstone or newer into redemption
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so i i like the, i like the idea and i think that if your ad carry isn't like as good as Berserker has been playing in the LCS, this strat probably never works. Mm-hmm. Right, because realistically, like your eighty carry is the one that's going to be doing anything in that game.
0: Yeah, I mean blabber was was gone to Gwen and he was four and That's sure he
1: he was actually popping off too.
0: Yeah, with Berserker like, like, also being two and oh But like they're they're the main damage sources, and Summit is meant to be like Summit's the just, the engage he played, he the picked
1: NAR. He like mm-hmm. he really like he was just meant to side lane the whole game. Like draw yeah. attention which is what he did i remember they, they I think, had a lot um, of sustain they did i it was the it was the dragon fight i think it, it might have been the first or second dragon that the the uh, cloud nine fought
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they just four v five aced them
0: <laughs> who wasn't there uh nar <laughs> yeah, nar
1: was top lane just split pushing but i remember like berserker flashes over the wall like goes down to like no health and then gets it all back yeah, like he shields. did build,
0: he built BT second item, like they didn't even get a chance to no, build it. This, their this was, this, the, was, this was even was before BT. Minutes. Really?
1: Yeah, this was like 10 minutes. One so item of Philios? He yeah, he had like one item. I don't know. Get Gale Force. It, it's, I like the idea. I I just don't know in the long term how well it's going to play
0: out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because like they had a lot of sustain, right? They had Sona Support and Ivory Mid. So you're just healing and shielding the either the tank or your damage dealers. Yeah, and then on the opposing side, Licorice played Renekton, and then uh, Pride Stalker played um, uh, Kiana, and then the the opposing like AD Carry was Jin, and like yeah. a Blaze Olive with, with Victor mid, and then the Yumi support. But like they don't have like a lot of damage coming out at once.
1: Exactly, they, they right? don't have enough like single target like bursts.
0: Yeah, because like, kill
1: somebody before they even get the shields off.
0: Yeah, they 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 have. Uh, I feel like they have like. Single target burst with the Kiana and Victor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they didn't have enough like team burst, yeah, yeah, like AoE burst. To, I to also like, think really they just played out. the
1: game like really poorly. They, they lost the game at that first dragon fight,
0: yeah, because I mean,
1: they got like aced, they got it, they I mean, got yeah. actually completely aced 4v5.
0: In a 4v5, yeah, at that point, your, your mental shot, like to the point where Kiana had to build Serpent's Fang second item, like they both had anti shield items because yeah. Sonar Shield and like Iron Shield shield Shield's nuts, bro. They, I remember, yeah. like, when it was bef- before they nerfed Moonstone, Iron Shield was crazy strong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, they were playing up against a scaling comp that won when they weren't supposed to win. So, like, at that point, it doesn't matter what Cloud9 did the rest of the game, the game was over.
0: Yeah. So, I, it, for me, it just felt like a, like a big sustained game. Like, because yeah. they, they knew they could just out-sustain them and then, like, um freaking, like, out-damage them the, the entire time and but then also, there, like, out-engage them. And it, the it was regard.
1: about the same thing in the second game, in the EG game, I'd say.
0: Yeah. With with Fudge picking Soraka mid, that yeah. was <laughs> so that was I, nuts.
1: I I was actually listening to uh, Euphoria earlier today, mm-hmm. which is like the the LEC podcast, right? Yeah, they they had Perks on right, mm-hmm. who you know is the mid laner for Vitality right now. Uh Basically, his thoughts were that like Victor didn't play the lane well enough because like it, oh, yeah. if you're laning into Victor as Soraka, like you saw that Fudge was down like a good amount of CS, but he was like, yeah. Like Victor should be able to put more pressure in that lane to make to, to like literally just one v nine the whole game.
0: Yeah, I, kind of I mean you, you you can you can poke out um, Soraka pretty easily. She can't. She's not going to be able to heal anybody because she's by herself. Mm-hmm. You know. So like you have like a lot of control in the lane, and even if you get ganked, they had like Bladder was playing Olaf. So like he like you can you can easily get away with like your W with pre level six.
1: Yeah, and I multi. also so. The thing about these interesting comps is that it's the first week of LCS, right? A lot of these rosters haven't had that much time to play. I guess EG's had a decent amount, right? But like, mm-hmm. it—I it, don't know—early season's always weird. I I yeah. am excited to see something new in the LCS. I just wonder how well it's actually going to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, before before we get into like the whole like something new was like Janet top with Smite. Uh, I I feel like for me, like what I saw because Impact pick, picked Trendemir. And He yeah. went eight and three, he was going off, yeah, right? yeah, but uh, he also I, built I, like, hike-
1: fucking garbage.
0: He, yeah, he built he built uh, Guilforce, Cerildas, Navori, Randuins,
1: yeah, like you just throw an IE in there and you one shot everybody,
0: yeah, yeah, but I guess he felt like he didn't have enough sustain against like their, their whole. I don't combat. know, the, but for me, Navor- like
1: Navori felt kind of troll. Like, <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's good on Trinomir, but like it, 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 like you, you either want to go that second. Into, like, an IE or, like, like that fourth after yeah, IE. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, I just, an IE somewhere in that build would have been, like, he yeah. would have just kept killing Camille uh, Camille in the side lane, like, nonstop. And the game would have yeah, been over.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even even if he did have, like, Sterak's with uh Plated. But, like, yeah. heard, I I feel like high-key Fudge picked that because of that free silence you get on Trindamir So, if, if they are ever in a team fight, they can ulti the Tryndamere before he, uh, like, they can silence the Tryndamere before the Tryndamere gets his ulti off.
1: I Aye. I think they picked Soraka before Trindomir
0: I can't tell the the pick ban order on um this side. I'm
1: I remember, I remember Tryndamere being last pick.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, that, for me it just like it just felt like a, like uh even though they picked even if they picked it first it felt like it fit that option because a frost yeah. free silence on Trindemir to me is huge.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it was a, like I don't think anybody ever thought Impact would play Trindemir. Like, That's not like his yeah. champion, you know.
0: The intent yeah exactly the last time we saw a Trindamere was Trindamere was mid <laughs> yeah and that and also was, I- yeah. impact's
1: never been like a, a mirror or like carry player
0: mm-hmm. he
1: can he can play them but he's always usually playing for for like for the team
0: yeah but all right speaking of um something new we've been seeing a lot of janna janna Tower smite in, in like regular league platinum plus and we saw it already in the LCS you want to talk about that because I know you mentioned it last week
1: Yeah, I think it's so dumb.
0: (laughs) It's so troll.
1: So I kind of like, I didn't really get to like dive deep into how the strat actually works. So I watched like a quick, like five, 10 minute video on it. But Mm -hmm. From my understanding is that basically like level one, you either invade or like mess with the enemy jungler, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like smite or something like smite, uh, smite their buff away or like poke them out. You go to lane, get to like level two, level three. And then after that, movies. you're just you're just a roaming roaming champion. Yeah. You you build game.
0: Swifties, and then they build uh they build a support item that gives them gold per like minion killed around them. Yeah. So that way they're getting passive income even though they're not farming. Yeah.
1: The the you whole know? point is basically like you pick it with a jungler that you can kind of funnel right. So like from from what I've seen, like Kane is really good. Mm-hmm. Right, because Kane once he gets strong and like you know gets a lot unkillable. of items, unkillable. Yeah. And it, it basically m- makes like invading ridiculously easy. You just yeah. make the enemy jungler's life hell.
0: <laughs> it's always it's
1: always a two v one, right? And then if like your your lanes will have like prio because Janna's there, like you know ganking or like helping them push out. Mm-hmm. Early game, should, especially. Yeah, you just go invade.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a shield, you have a slow, and you have a tornado that knocks up, and it's a lot faster now with the new Janna buffs. Stupid. <laughs> and Undociable. like I, I heard, it takes advantage of a lot of like objective bounties.
1: Yeah, so I, this is where I don't remember exactly how it works, right? But I, I I'm assuming because you know you have one champion that's not like farming or not gaining as much gold as the enemy champion, you naturally fall into a gold deficit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So objective bounties get activated earlier.
0: <clears throat> really? So
1: not earlier, but like objective bounties. I think there's like a th- gold threshold. Where Mm -hmm. after that, it activates, right? I think maybe it's like 4K, 5K or something, right? So I guess by like 20 minutes, Janna's probably going to be down like 3K, right? Yeah, a good amount. You're
0: never in lane, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like the thing is, you're still, as a comp, you're still really strong, right? Janna has access to all of her abilities and that's all she really needs. She doesn't need items or anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she has disengage. she has engage. she has sustainability.
1: Yeah, but she she doesn't need like damage, like AP or like, you know, Whatever she just needs moonstone realistically.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And just keep your DPS alive.
1: Yeah. So then like, like, you're like actually like still pirate. very strong. Mm-hmm. And like since also again, you're playing roaming Janna, you're always at an objective fight, like where uh, where like maybe the top laner is top lane still pushing. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're yeah. able to do Yeah, And get you can't even you can't even then... TP
0: to a to a minion or anything yeah. until 14 minutes. Like that's what a lot of people are saying because like because of the TP changes. That's why, like, this is the meta we're seeing now.
1: Well, because of the TP changes, we're seeing this meta. It's really just because, like, you can't make a play as a top laner until 14 minutes yeah, into the game. You can't do it anymore. Like, you are not anything until 14 minutes.
0: It's a 14 minute farm fest top lane. It's just a snooze. Yeah. It's just so lame. It's resident sleeper.
1: By that time, the game's over. Most games are over by 14 minutes, right? Like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, once you cl- claim enough objectives, you have enough like of a lead, yeah. you have enough like uh lane control or like jungle control. And like e- having that extra roamer, you you now have extra presence in your enemy's jungle, uh, your enemy's jungle. Exactly. Like you can have your jungler try to like ward and control their like left side, and you control their bottom Not even side.
1: That. you just you literally just steal all their camps. <laughs> like, the even leader? worse.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. why you bring this fight. <laughs> literally.
1: It's a dumb it's a it's so I like seeing innovation like that in League. But mm-hmm. I, I don't like the strategy. Yeah, you think it's, it's unhealthy innovation. It is, yeah, it's unhealthy yeah. for the game.
0: Yeah, I, I can agree. it's because, just like when, when people would like like um like roll swap, so like top like bot like uh no, so carry and butt would I, go top. I thought
1: roll swap was kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But the the problem with roaming Janna, it's not the strat it's not like the champion roaming, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is that it's like bigger than that, it's that top lane is that worthless.
0: Yeah, it's just not impactful yeah yeah the exactly. fact that
1: like jana top with smite is more impactful to the game than a normal top laner
0: <laughs> yeah than a regular <laughs> top laner who's like a bruiser or like a yeah like an engage or or anything like that yeah so what like riots already talked about like how they're gonna nerf the, um the support items to like give it like um a less amount of gold if you're like not within a lane for like a certain amount of time i don't remember like, the exact yeah the exact amount
1: so i i, I, I was reading I was, the article
0: and it made me mauled, so i just i yeah, didn't really want to finish I, it. i was
1: looking at it i think it's uh minion farming penalty instead of four minutes four minions per minute it's two per minute until five minutes and then four per the rest of the game
0: okay so it kind of slows it down a little bit for early game
1: yeah uh farming penalty is also more severe early uh cs bounties now adjust based on number of income items on each team okay um, objective bounty gold leads are halved when you have two or more support items on a team and then, oh wow okay they changed the objective bounty Linger from 15 seconds to 5.
0: Oh, wow. That's like...
1: Which oops. I think is... I think that's good. Because yeah, I thought it was nothing. stupid that you race. can you could ace a team, right? Say you're fighting mid lane. Mm-hmm. You ace a team in a, like a random team fight. You get all the shutdowns. Yep. And then you can push tier 1, tier 2. And you mm-hmm. get the objective bounty from tier 1, tier 2s. So from being down yeah. however much in gold, now you're up.
0: Yeah, it, it completely s- switches the the playing field,
1: which is ridiculous.
0: And it, like, it, it, it doesn't feel that deserving, you know. No, it doesn't. Like you should be only technically able to get like one objective for that ace.
1: Yeah, I've always getting, been getting both, against yeah, like objective bounties as a whole, but
0: eh. I they, they like riots always trying to implement like comeback mechanics to like like make the game so that like oh yeah if you if you don't like, if you get ganked level one you don't like immediately lose. But I don't you know, know? Man,
1: if you're getting stomped, you should just get stomped. <laughs> play better but play like, better the first like 20 minutes i, I don't know
0: it, but they, they, they don't want it to be like oh yeah you made one mistake the whole game's over they want it to be like all right if you make like two plus mistakes the game's over
1: yeah but that, like i guess that's, that's kind I, I of, how that's, that, that's kind of like what the game felt i so I, that's why i was fine with shutdowns like shutdowns are fine because that means like if you make one or two mistakes like the you still have a chance of coming back because you can get a lot of gold if you kill this character.
0: Well, yeah, but shutdowns are also really weird because I've seen people who are like one and two <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a like shutdown it, because of their CS lead or something. Yeah,
1: CS lead and like objectives, objectives and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah,
0: like that's but, that's like the only problem that I have with it is like if like if you're trying, if you're like if someone's already behind and they have a bounty on them, like how does that make sense? Like it feels like counterintuitive.
1: Me. I mean, it, the reason they have a bounty on them because it looks like they're behind, but technically they're ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess like, like monetarily. F takes yeah. gold advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I wanted to talk real quick about Fnatic versus um uh what was it Excel? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, was a that yeah, that I didn't get to watch the match, but I it was an upset, definitely.
1: Yeah. This was um I think it was the first time in 13 games that Excel beat Fnatic.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they had. It looked. They looked, looked like they had. They had a, a strong, a strong comp. But
1: both teams had pretty good comps. Uh, from what I remember about that game, Mickey X on Leona kind of really just smurfed it. Where mm-hmm. every team fight he'd catch out Oriana before and like chain CC her before she could combo her
0: own. Yeah, the Ori was one in five. She had the most kills. Yeah, he did not have a good there... game.
1: What was Fnatic's comp again?
0: It was uh, Gwen. Diego Ori Jin uh Rel, Rel
1: yeah okay so or, Oriana would always just get bursted down before she could combo with Rel's engage in mm-hmm. that game like it was just over they, at that
0: point yeah at that point like the main point of Ori is is gone and like now you yeah. just have Gwen and Diego who are gonna do what like we are
1: good but like your your whole Wombo combo is gone yeah and Rel's kind of worthless without the Oriole for like backing her up
0: yeah exactly and then and then uh astralis versus. Vitality!
1: What a fiesta, man! So
0: sad. I was. It was so funny because, like, like um, I I think I was rewatching it, right? Because uh, yeah. I I missed the uh, initial game, and I saw earlier in the day that they were zero and nine, but in the game overlay it said zero and eight, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're they're winning the game, and I'm like, there's no way they lose this, right? Like, I must be imagining something wrong. There's no way they lose. it.
1: There's no way They lost. had like
0: one fight mid, and then they just ended the game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. The fucking, they just... It's like Astralis was winning and they forgot what to do in the game. They're like, <laughs> They're we're like, winning we so hard. What do we do? <laughs> exactly.
0: That's They're what like, it felt never like. gotten this far. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I'm rooting for them. I want them to win a game. It would have been hype if they beat vital- uh, Vitality, but... Yeah, I just remember
1: Perks on Oriana kind of smurfed it. Karzzy uh, played pretty well outside of his early game. And mm-hmm. then Alfari and Selfmade were straight fucking running it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm literally here for it. But, all right. Speaking of LEC, um, in an article written on Dot Esports by Pablo Suarez, Suarez to say that LEC players are expected to return it next week, aka this week, to the live stage without yeah. an audience.
1: Yeah. So I I don't even think expected. I think it's like guaranteed now because I was watching mm-hmm. again. I was watching Euphoria. They had um. Had perks in studio, which he was the first in studio guest for the season. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that guarantees that they're back in, Mm -hmm. uh, back in the studio to play the actual. Which is dope
0: because like they they were taken out, they were put back in, they were taken out again. Now they're being put back in. Over and over and over. Just bring the crowds back, man. I know. I need those crowds, bro. The crowds are my favorite part. That's that's the that's why I got into esports, dude. Yeah. (laughs) The crowds getting crazy. Did you know that Germany has seventy five percent of its total uh, population vaccinated?
1: Only seventy five.
0: Really? Only I three fourths is pretty good in my book. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the U.S. rate is, but I don't think it's that.
1: (laughs) I feel like it is.
0: Around the same.
1: Yeah, I think it's about the same.
0: Damn, maybe. Oh, actually right. no.
1: Sorry, U.S. is sixty-four.
0: Yeah, the Germans are eleven percent better. <laughs> hey, we're
1: above. We're above the world popular, or the worldwide percentage. That's a plus.
0: Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. it. <laughs> Whatever. All right, I want oh, no, to talk sorry. about these last. Seventy.
1: Week. Oh, sorry. Seventy-six point three percent have at least one dose.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, you got you got one under your belt. You know, I mean, that's not bad right i wanted to talk about these last week but i fucked up when i wrote everything down so uh i just gonna i just want to put these out there because i thought that, i thought these were dope uh on an article written on esports insider by even simic coaching platform medify raises 25 million dollars in series a funding right that's kind of nuts so like what the, what series a funding is is when um a company kind of comes together and how they have like investors kind of come around and like i guess like not really bid, but like, Hey, like be like, Hey, this is kind of like our objective, our goals. And if you, if you, like, if you agree with any of these, if you like any of these, you can be like an investor, you can get some perks from, from being with us, you know, and all that stuff. If they ever do go public and all that jazz. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's just kind of like a way to like get money funded into the company. So this was dope because Medify stated that they're going to dedicate 1 million of those dollars to esports events events uh, within the year.
1: Yeah. Which is dope.
0: Yeah, I mean like I wonder how many scene is
1: I wonder how many events that actually is though.
0: They they sponsor with a lot of events. Okay. So like it's gonna be like like two. So it wouldn't, year, it wouldn't be year, okay. So w- it wouldn't
1: be like a sole, like couple, like I don't know, five, ten events that they're running.
0: Nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like with it's gonna range they're gonna they're like throw like, sponsorships. To like 2, 000, okay Yeah, ten thousand, twenty thousand. You know, yeah, like which it, depending on the, like the scalability the, think, of the event. I
1: think that's the right way to
0: do it. Yeah, I mean, medify just mastered the coaching platform. Yeah, You know, like there was never a centralized way of being like, Hey, I need a coach for a game. I'm silver two in league. I'm dog water. My friend, Eric can only <laughs> carry me so hard. Like how, <laughs> how, 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 how do I get better at this game? And it's like, Oh, if you go out of Medify, you use my promo code, 25% off. We get like an hour or two on discord, you know? And it, it could be, I feel like because of, like, because of the pandemic, it kind of made it easier for them to, to have everyone like an online platform because people yeah, did definitely. prefer like in-person coaching. So now that they're able to like do it in like an online sphere and like integrate it that way, it, it, I feel like it really helped them like push those boundaries forward. So, you know, kudos to Metafy. That's that's super dope.
1: It is, dude. Some of these coaches charge a decent amount.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it depends on like how reputable you are. Yeah,
1: there, there Granted, are TFT coaches, I, I am, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at like uh, the league coaches and like I see a couple big streamers on here. Acadians on here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like my my friends who are like Smash coaches. Because, like, even though, like, they're not, like, top tier talent, like, worldwide, they are, like, very high-level talent in, like, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So, people, like, within the area know them, and it gives them that platform. Like, oh, hey, I want to, you know, get coached by, like, number two in New Jersey. And then, bam. Like, I also reputable. feel
1: like with a game like Smash, like, you can learn a lot. Like, most people can learn a lot from, like, top players in their states.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because they're,
1: I, as crazy as, as it is, they're probably, like, top 100 but like, I guess the difference between like one hundred and like even one thousand is like insane.
0: Yeah, it is. It definitely is because like, there's a lot like, of like mental attributes yeah. that they know about. And then you so look like, at the
1: difference the even between like I don't know twenty and like t- top five. That's also probably insane.
0: Mm, yeah, but they charge a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they charge a very hefty. For sure.
1: I mean, they're probably not even on. on here.
0: Yeah, but it's it's uh there there are a few um I think I think the buzz might might do some. But I mean, like with Smash, it's kind of like a one-on-one ordeal. When you're a league coach, you're you're, ta- you're like handling five people plus if you don't have counting subs, you know, like at once. And like yeah. everyone has like a different like mental block. You yeah, know? yeah. And then like not only are you trying to like focus on them individually, you're also trying to make them like a, a cohesive unit.
1: No, so, I think like, these league coaches these are, are just coaching. one-on-one though.
0: Is it really just one-on-one? Yeah. Because I, I figured they're like, like, they're like a team coaching category.
1: I'm sure there is, but by the looks, of, like most of them only do one-on-one okay like certain uh certain rules
0: that makes sense all right uh this one i really want to talk about last week i was super upset i didn't get to talk about um but an article written on esports.gg by justin steiner ubisoft is finally going to centralize their esports committee and like esports ops so in the past they've kind of hired like third-party organizations to like host all of their events and it kind of like like Ubisoft gives them like the green light like yeah that's cool yeah that's not cool and now they're like, okay, we're going to like put everything in one place. We're going to control everything. And that way, like we know what's going on. Like we want to like be able to like push esports to like, the next level. So that they say that they're, yeah, literally. They say that the revamp of their internal structure will give them adequate tools to enter the next chapter of their journey and shape the future of esports and competitive gaming at Ubisoft. And um, they're going to continue to support Rainbow Six and Brawlhalla, both of which are like entering seven years of competitive play. And um, they they've they teased about future titles and want to broaden their portfolios across multiple genres, kind of like what League and like Blizzard have done.
1: I guess Ubisoft only really had Rainbow Six for the longest time until Brawl so they probably didn't feel the need
0: mm-hmm. to like
1: have a centralized esports platform.
0: Yeah, because they they only had two they had two platforms that they always like outsourced, and then yeah. now that they see the potential of it, they're like, oh hey, like let's ca- let's capitalize on this because. The arguments always made any eSport with dev support is what makes it a stronger eSport. Exactly. So that's why Kudos, league is so, that's why league.
1: league is so massive, right? Because it has Literally. probably the most dev support
0: mm-hmm. out of out of like any other eSport that you could argue. Yeah, right,
1: I think it's one of the, like the only games. I guess not one of the only games, but like one of the games where they're more actively balancing the whole game around the pro, like they're trying to find this balance between balancing the game behind the pro scene and for casual players, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which i think which isn't that, easy it's not you easy know? it's insanely hard
0: yeah and that's how that's kind of where fortnite fucked up in my opinion <laughs> yeah. as yeah. an esport because they 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 had they ran a hundred million dollar tournament you know which was super dope probably like one of the, like the probably the biggest esports event like ever to like this day yeah. at least like cash pool prize and the i
1: think a ti might have been higher to be honest
0: i, th- I think t- last year's ti was a 40 million well, maybe like this was like a hundred million that like that like they threw in. I don't think any of it was crowdfunded.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So like Fortnite, they would they implement things into the game that are fun, but that would ruin the competitive integrity of the game. Yeah. So like, like that was they that introduced that was like really all these like up.
1: vehicles and shit. I don't even remember. I didn't play the game. Yeah. I, I never was a big Fortnite player, but I just remember they introduced like all these like like a spaceship and like just a bunch of random shit.
0: Yeah, like you can like carts and stuff, like stuff that was fun for like a, a casual player, but they, they couldn't differentiate, like they, they they didn't like make a mode of like a ranked mode and then a yeah, casual exactly. mode, you know? And I think like that's where they faltered a little bit as an esport.
1: I wonder how League but, would be yeah. if like they just had a ranked mode, which and ranked was solely balanced around pro play, and then they just had normals.
0: You know, I actually had the same thought recently. And I think it'd be horrible. <laughs> I think so too, only because you, ha- you, you have to like readjust because you can't play mm-hmm. ranked off the bat. You play, you have to play normals first. And then if you play normals with all of those like conditions, if you go into like a ranked arena, or like a ranked game and like, oh, hey, I'm playing Victor mid and I'm doing and like not a third of my damage. Yeah. You know, then like, <laughs> oh, well, shit. like I, spent, oh, shit. I spent
1: all this time learning Victor and like mastering the champion just to find out he's garbage.
0: Yeah. Dog shit and, and then another mode, you know? So like yeah. like that's that's the harder part, but like it's it's different with like a MOBA than it is with like a, a yeah, battle yeah, no, royale sure. open world thing.
1: I, I don't think it'd be a good idea. It was just the like it was just the thought I had right now. I was like, yeah, I wonder what it'd be like.
0: But I've had the same thought and like like, it, like I, in theory, <laughs> it, like you'd want it to make sense because like you could just do a bunch of stupid shit. But that's when we have Arab, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> literally. But all right. So the next topic is Valorant. Everyone loves their VCT. Everyone wants to know what's going on. I'm going to give you, if y'all haven't been able to keep up with VCT at all, I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis of what's been going on. And I got all this stuff by .esports, uh, written by George uh, Geeds. And it talks about how teams have been informed of the 2022 NAVCT Challengers 1 groups. And just for a quick synopsis, uh, it's going to be 12 teams split into two groups of six. Group A is going to be 100 Thieves, c 9 Blue, XSET, The Guard, Luminosity, and EG. Group B is going to be Sentinels, NV, V1, NRG, Knights, and Rise. The group stage for NAVCT challenges one will take place over the next five weeks, and then the top four teams between both groups, so top two out of each group, will qualify for the playoffs. The date is to be determined. We don't know where the, the location is just yet. We'll find out in April. And groups like Sentinels, C9 Blue, Envy, and Hundred Thieves were directly invited to the event by Riot,
1: nice which I think stuff. is dope.
0: Like you know, like like FPS events are always interesting because like yeah. some teams get like direct invites depending on like how they did last time. And then other teams had to fight for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: we, we had this conversation last week, uh, you know, about, you know, the benefits and, like, downfalls of open circuits. Mm-hmm. Again, probably not the best, like, in terms of, like, a business model.
0: Yeah.
1: But it, from pure, like, entertainment, stand, like, from a pure entertainment stand of view, like, point of view, it's probably the most entertaining way to watch any sport.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you have you always have the underdogs, you know exactly. these tier three, tier two groups that are like challenging tier one groups, like taking rounds off them, taking games off them. Look, they're making like they're making it look like they're smurfing on tier one teams, and like in a league, the the problem with the league is that you eliminate all of that. Yeah, and then you only make tier two, one, tier two, and tier three leagues.
1: Also, I don't know much about you know uh, Valorant, but just like reading these teams, both these groups seem fucking stacked.
0: Yeah yeah they are so like the the big thing with with valorant uh comparatively the counter-strike is in in counter-strike everyone on the same playing field everyone has the same amount of smokes nades and flashes valorant you you can't like really like like you can solo carry but the game is meant for you to be more like team focused and team oriented because you have to rely on
1: kind of and then like Mm -hmm. you know rely on and then every map you want to
0: yeah exactly every map has like like oh like sky might be stronger on this map but she might be weaker on this map you know or like like and then there, there's some staples like Sova, but then sometimes you don't want to play Sova because of like like how how like how much info you can get off of a dart or anything like that it's so like
1: yeah that's
0: the really cool thing but like with, with counter-strike um they like like it, it feels like in valorant more like tier one teams are like spread evenly where in counter-strike there's just like that like upper echelon who like always did well at events yeah so, you know, but this is this is the beauty of, of, a, of a new esport. Everyone's complaining about um, Valorant right now, though, because every time they have a new act, people go from, like, immortal to, like, gold.
1: Uh, that's typical of just Riot Games with their and, MMR systems.
0: Yeah, just, just dog water. Everyone's complaining know. about it. Beginning it's, of the season is always a shit
1: show, though. Like, that's, yeah. that's just the way it is.
0: And, but everyone's also complaining about Astra because... I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a a Valorant gameplay where there's two Astras on the yeah yeah.
1: where they go into where they go into like they both go into their ults at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like, like the map is like cut not not always is it cut in half? It's like cut in quarters. Yeah, (laughs) because they both ulti, and then they both activate their smokes, so it's just purple everywhere. (laughs) Like everything just purple. Yeah, I think
1: (laughs) that was my biggest worry with Valorant as an eSport, like going into it, is Mm -hmm. just like the colors. Yeah, it makes it hard. to be like a spectator sport at certain points. I think overall it's still like really good, but again, yeah. when you run into scenarios like two Astros on both like Astros on both teams, then it becomes kind of confusing.
0: Yeah. So like I I work with a lot of observers for for Valorant events, yeah. and they they have like multiple shots. Right. They have they have like kind of like the the static shots where they they alternate between players, and but they also like set up shots that are like arrow aerial, aerial views. Yeah, yeah. They to can show like layout between. and yeah, yeah. And they uh, they can, like, like, rotate around, like, the map to, like, to like show. like So, like, they're moving and it shows, like, the, the site. Yeah. Even though there's, like, a whole bunch of mahogany going on. There's, like, yeah. just everything. So, it's very them, challenging man. for observers. Was about, yeah, okay, that's doable. what
1: I'm saying. Like, respect to them. That yeah. Seems like I can tip. never
0: observe, bro. I, someone asked me to observe, like, uh, an event. And I was like, no. No. No, no, no. Dude, they, hard.
1: Especially is. when you. Some when people have like...
0: multiple accounts that they use yeah. to alternate between because they, they can't fit it on one account.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, they have like OBS one, OBS two, and like I have to add them to the lobby just so like they have like all these different like like static shots that like are are yeah, like each observing.
1: Site. Like uh, I think FPS is probably the, like the toughest, right? Because you yeah. miss a kill and like you miss, you know, like one of the biggest. If you miss a kill, that's like a major part of the round, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And you just like, it. Yeah, literally, it's it, it's very difficult. Or like or like when you're when you're observing someone and they um like like you're about to get a kill and then it go like like that person gets like just like destroyed <laughs> Yeah, and then it, it, it pans like
1: at, at least in um in like league you have like that little bit of leeway right where you know they're fighting or something and you can cut mm-hmm. to the fight right yeah in valorant or like csgo you can just get one tapped
0: <laughs> yeah I, but like usually teams play together
1: yeah so like i know even if like- someone does
0: get one tap it, it shows like the trade like, oh, like this person died. Know, when they're we like, got there. The they're
1: definitely defense. scenarios where they just get one tap and like everybody misses it. And it's like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There fuck. are times it's, <laughs> it's up to the observer to like kind of like, like really like watch everyone. Imagine observing an overwatch, bro.
1: You know what they did in overwatch, man? They used to just anytime it was like a five V five, they just split to the aerial view
0: yeah they're like, they're like i'm not dealing with it yeah. <laughs> hey ariel they press it on their Elgato stream deck <laughs> they're like we're just going ariel i'm not i'm not doing this anymore because, like, the,
1: their first person point of views are like it's so messy
0: i, yeah. I used to play a lot of overwatch right mm-hmm. and like the it, movement is just very it's it's not still enough to like yeah, exactly. know what's going on it's like the movement like you're always jumping you're always moving yeah, left yeah. and right exactly so it's, it's very hard like visually to keep track of like what's going on yeah.
1: That's why Overwatch, I, I was always skeptical about.
0: Well, Overwatch 2, though. Overwatch yeah. 2, it's going to fix all the problems, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, Tags? sure. <laughs> Blizzard making no mistakes. Come on. Hello? Uh,
1: Microsoft Please? making no mistakes. Come on. Let's go.
0: <laughs> That's, if they don't get blocked, hello?
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, fun, fun, uh, I actually saw an article today on, the. I think it was .esports, where this is kind of just completely off topic, but since we brought up Microsoft and Blizzard, uh, they plan on keeping all of their big, um like Activision plans on keeping all of their mm-hmm. big, big games titles. Like, titles, uh, not at, like on like PlayStation and whatever, all the different platforms. Mm-hmm.
0: That was yeah, up. so they're they're just gonna because like they, yeah. they have to. That was <laughs> otherwise that, was that, the that deal is
1: not going through.
0: Yeah, yeah. FC, the fcc was gonna be like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> Call of Duty only on Xbox.
1: Something <laughs> smells suspicious. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I saw this other article. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was also on that esports that talked about how Sony was gonna pay one billion dollars in incentives to the current Bungie employees to to stay in the company and not leave. Huh. So they're paying like 3.6 for the acquisition and they're paying one bill for like like with like incentives. Like, yes, please don't leave, please don't go, we need you. Because that's typically yeah, what I, happens I guess when the like, companies merge.
1: Yeah, they want to keep like the uh the destiny dev team and all that stuff, right? Which yeah, they sense. want to
0: keep everyone like together because like they they know what's best for the game because they've been there. The because longest.
1: Destiny has been like actually thriving.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been doing really really well after the updates. All right, I'm talking about some more um, business stuff, in an article on Dot Esports by Kale Michael, Google Stadia undergoing further restructuring to focus on cloud technology and partnerships. So, they're kind of like leaning away from like. Oh yeah, we're just a cloud gaming platform. They're now trying to think of ways to like innovate their uh, their product with like third-party um, companies like AT and T and Capcom yeah. to, to give them like more leeway in like the gaming space. So yeah, so they 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 deprioritize Stadia as a consumer platform. Um,
1: well, okay, this is gonna. What is Google Stadia?
0: It's just you know um, like Amazon Luna, like it's a it's a. Um, it's a cloud gaming software okay so instead of like I requiring like on a gpu it. or like a really strong computer to play a game you would just use their um their server to play like titles and stuff okay yeah in theory it sounds super dope the problem with it is that the games that are on them are either like single player or yeah. if they were like pvp the the main complaint is like latency
1: yeah even yeah, if you don't have sure. a good
0: computer you still need good internet and the argument can be made if, if you can't afford a good computer You can't really afford good internet.
1: Even if you have good internet, like the latency is still always going to be a problem, right? Because you're connecting to Google Stadia, right? And then from Mm -hmm. that, you're connecting to the online multiplayer servers, right? So by that, I.
0: I I th- I forget like where the servers are located. I think they try to like centralize them on the Stadia platform, but I don't know if they actually go on. Yeah, the but even then,
1: do, dev by platform. just by just like transferring, you know, like through uh, like a medium, you're still mm-hmm. gonna like your latency is still gonna be kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, and th- that's the point of, of Stadia and like Luna is they try to like minimize that latency with either like like patented hardware that they have that like are are intellectual properties for the company that like other companies don't really have access to. So Google this, being Google, they might have like some, they might have like a, a hardware server that is capable of minimizing that latency f- through whatever process. I don't know. I'm just a business guy, but I'm, I, that's my yeah. assumption of like how they do it because I just that's think they they're, they're,
1: they're a little too ahead of their time with this uh, with this project.
0: I mean, yeah. So like that, that's like the same thing. Like it, it came out, and like you would think it'd be good, but a lot of people actually didn't like it because the titles that came out on it weren't really intriguing. Like if yeah. League of Legends came out on Stadia. It's a little more incentivizing because, like, it's free to play, and you don't have even though even though we can run on a toaster, like you don't have to worry about your computer. Like you can run it on a Mac. At that point, you can you can play it on your phone, even. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that. Like that was the idea of it. You could play on a Samsung fridge <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you really wanted to. You know, but yeah. So like now they're because like like you mentioned like like you're they're ahead of their time. They like they realize that the consumer base isn't there yet, even though we have all of these like hardware. And um, like uh, semiconductor shortages, like you would think people would kind of like turn to this stuff, but it's just it's just like the the, just, the demand it, isn't there yet, should, even though it sounds. I mean, awesome.
1: I feel like the demand is there. Just, I also just feel like this wasn't very well marketed. Stadia? Yeah, I don't like. I've legitimately never heard of it until today. I,
0: and yeah, I mean, you're also very like well 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 equipped into the space, so I'm actually surprised you haven't heard of it.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't. I've I, never, I just I've never like even Luna ran into it. Like Huh? Like I've never re- even like ran into it, like an ad or anything for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is like super surprising.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how like they were, like, we're supposed to go out and go about like marketing and stuff, but like it just, they didn't catch like a lot of, a lot of like, I didn't catch a wave of, of people that were interested because people were like, because like people tried it and they're like, oh, this is lame. And then they just dropped it. So like, nobody I think that's also the
1: problem when you have like a product that isn't like perfectly polished at first release.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, because like, they only had a handful of titles in there, and the titles yeah. weren't really like fun so, to play. Like, so the, like the people that act?
1: were like really interested in it were the first people to like you know try it out, mm-hmm. and then it didn't like live up to their standards, so they just kind of dropped it, right? That, yeah, like, that's just yeah, the way it goes. That, that's exactly
0: what happened, and then now they're turning to more things where they're they're they've led multiple deals with like AT and T and Capcom, where like they're allowing games to be played on web browsers. And to like run demos on like Google's own website. Yeah. So if you want to play a game demo, you don't have to download it or anything, but you could play it on Google's like web browser. And like the latency is like minimal if it is like, if it is like an internet required game. That's actually so cool. Yeah. So like that's, that's the, that's what they're trying to like aim more towards with, with this product now instead of just like regular like titles. Yeah. All right. So I also mentioned the scarcity of, Hardware and semiconductors because of the pandemic with supply Great chain shortages shortage. and issues. Yeah, you know, I want a 3070. I'm sure you guys want a 3070. You guys want your Ryzens, you know, your processors. I'm still rocking my Intel like I5 or I7. I don't even know anymore, bro. I feel like a caveman. But you guys be this, you guys be very interested to hear that China invites Intel, AMD, and others to establish operations overseas.
1: Which is crazy to me.
0: Yes, I think exactly because China has
1: never yeah. been a, a, like a country to invite foreign tech companies like to trade with them. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: They've always yeah. been the
1: ones that kind of develop, like, you know, they kind of drip it off and like develop their own thing.
0: Mm-hmm. They they want to keep everything centralized. So back way back in the day before 2008 housing uh, market crash, China was a huge like exporter to the U S the U S was a big, like a like, uh, uh, part of, the, the Chinese economy, because they, it was cheaper to, to make products there. And it was, it wasn't like, it was cheaper to get them shipped over here in bulk than it was to manufacture them here ourselves. So China was like, Oh yeah, we're making a lot of money from the U S this is great. And then the housing market crash happened in, in 2008. Everyone, everything went to shit. A lot of people lost their, a lot, a bunch of money. The banks, you know, couldn't get anything. So now the, the need to um, import stuff from China decreased. Yeah. And then China was like, Oh shit. Our our like major you know like consumer is broke.
1: What do we do? You know exactly.
0: And then someone had the idea like, all right, what if we just said fuck them? We start just caring about for ourselves, you know. And they literally like have like they have like people like committees dedicated on making like cities efficient cities. Like you know how we have New York and like L A. You know they they they're making like seventeen of those over there, bro.
1: (laughs) I know. You know what's crazy if you ever like if you ever get a chance they're just like abandoned cities in china like really? on, if you like look about it look it up on like youtube or something they're oh legitimately God. like fully like built cities that are just empty it's kind of crazy
0: How, how's the rent over there i might move <laughs> <laughs> have no neighbors well that sounds lit <laughs> go to duncan no one's working oh fuck <laughs> but yeah so like the reason i i mentioned all this is because the point of like what Faison said like like they they started they started becoming more so um, independent and they started making things for themselves and they didn't they didn't want to rely on foreign entities to, to control their economy so that's why they're, they're so big on like restriction you know and, like not having like anyone like what knows like what goes on within like certain like limits and stuff so the fact that they're inviting um, foreign like, entities like AMD and Intel over to, to have like markets in China is nuts to me. So it, it talks is. about how um, the following, following the damage done to Chinese tele, tele, telecommunications company Huawei by U.S. sanctions, the Chinese government is making a play for manufacturing security by welcoming foreign semiconductor manufacturers overseas. And fun little fact, China accounted for 26% of Intel's business in 2022. Oh, no, in 2020. So like two years ago. 20% years here, is yeah. insane.
1: 25.
0: That's one-fourth of their profits, right? Intel is a business.
1: massive company.
0: Yeah. Now, now they're under like a lot of like heat because AMD is like really stepping it up. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I think they're like both of their um, market prices in the U S are very close, but I think AMD is uh, higher now. I haven't looked at Intel in a while, but yeah. And like, you know, it, I doubt Intel and AMD are going to say no, you know, yeah, like, exactly. like it's, it's like, it's like one of their largest markets. So of course they are going to say yes. it it was just shocking to me that they you know that china was the one to be like oh hey yeah come on over you know we can hang out we can talk we can be friends
1: this whole chip shortage thing is kind of just crazy to me man i was i was reading like the wikipedia article or just Mm -hmm. now and it's like you know you got the you got the pandemic right which is okay understandable right you get the china u.s trade war understandable and then you get a severe winter storm in february 2021 forced the closure two plants in Austin, Texas. No, no,
0: no. And in then, Texas.
1: Yeah, in Texas.
0: Bitch, that shit was like an inch. <laughs> and then Fuck you, you get snowstorm.
1: <laughs> no, 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 they they had a I mean, okay, they had a decent like not not an inch, but they had a decent amount of snow that like completely fucked over their power grid because their power grid isn't well equipped to deal with the cold.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. They yeah. weren't prepared for it. Okay, that makes sense then. I was yeah. about to put on my conspiracy theory hat.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that. Don't worry. And then you get, yeah. you know, Taiwan having the worst drought in more than half a century, which is causing right. like a whole silicone shortage.
0: Hmm. Okay, <laughs> global warming. I hear you. I hear you.
1: <laughs> and then you have like three random factories that just caught on fire. Oh! <laughs> in, in, okay. Like, there's one in Japan, uh, one in Berlin, or two in Japan and one in Berlin.
0: You know, I'm just going to say, you know, success does not have sympathy for your excuses. Yeah. <laughs> it's if just you,
1: like it's just crazy to me that like it, it, it's just like a perfect happened. storm of things you know it's like yeah cause so a chip fuck shortage. this one
0: market of, yeah. of things
1: but it's not and really it's just like this so one market it's like that's the whole market for electronics right
0: yeah but i was saying like within the, within the scope of like yeah yeah true yeah so like that it's just it's it's fuck to me but i mean hey maybe one day we can get our uh our cpus and gpus phase on maybe yeah. one day maybe one day <laughs>
1: shit bro maybe one day we can i can buy a car that's not you know like marked up 5k uh,
0: yeah used cars used cars are, are, used a cars are
1: at all-time high like my dad's looking to buy a car right now and mm-hmm. like he i was talking to one of the guy like uh, like a salesperson earlier and he was like yeah you're gonna take the msrp you're gonna add 5k to that
0: wow okay
1: and you have to like you have to put down a deposit to like reserve the car because we don't have any in stock
0: what the fuck? Nah, like, it lost like,
1: bro. Their, their inventory is so low. He was telling me, he was like, yeah, we went from selling like 400 cars a month to 40.
0: Oh my God. Just cause the, the demand was high at some point, but now like the supply yeah, but like is the, low.
1: They, yeah, they don't have enough but, cars to sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause everyone, nobody can afford a new car. Yeah. everyone. And he was anything.
1: like, yeah, even if you put like a deposit down, you you'll have to wait probably like two weeks
0: and you're, you're like, you're like riding this car ASAP. Fuck you, me. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that's that's just crazy to me, man. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yep,
0: yeah, this, is, this is the world we live in now, guys. But all right, in, in lighter news, um, some Counter-Strike news. Oh, baby. Everyone loves their Counter-Strike. Uh, according to .esports in an article written by Matheus Mitre, Blast expands its meteorites to 130 territories and set to broadcast in 25 languages in 2022 which
1: is great i think that's always great i do know the LAC like, like, does yeah. it where they do um you know they have multiple official broadcasts
0: in different languages mm-hmm. i think it's great i don't know yeah it, it's 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 more inclusive right exactly like the more inclusive you are, the the more uh, the more demographic people you like you can like like have your your outreach to.
1: And like, let's be honest, like if you're looking at all these European countries, English isn't their first language.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. just the
1: truth to it, right?
0: Yeah. And like they're as Im- as
1: much as like people will watch like an English broadcast, they're less likely to tune in. Yeah. But when it's like you know broadcasting their native language, they're more they're hundred percent more likely to watch it, even yeah, if they're yeah, not yeah, it's, that it's interested more in yeah. Even if they're not that interested in like the match, so to say, mm-hmm. they can still understand it to like a, you know, understand it perfectly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what what commentators do well is they kind of like the the commentators are tasked to to lower like the entry the the barrier entry when it comes to esports because like when you're watching something on like when you're watching esports if you don't really know like the game that well you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You know, like if I watch football, I've never watched football all day my life. I'll have questions, but it's pretty straightforward. It's a ball people are running. You know. You're going exactly. left and right, left and right, whatever. And a uh, three-lane game, like, like the League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. With objectives and bounties, you're like, uh, you know? So, like, the commentators are tasked to, like, kind of simplify things sometimes and dumb them down. And when you already have a language barrier, that's a, it's, it's even harder to do. Exactly. So what now that they have something, like, in their native language, it's a lot easier to, like, like have people, like, kind of walk in. So, yeah, they're going to be doing, like, um, public broadcaster TV, too, in, like, Denmark. TV network Astro in Asia, OTT service Star Times in Africa, uh, popular streamer Guales in Brazil, and online streaming services We play eSports in Ukraine and CIS. Yeah. And um, yeah, they've been met with immense viewership. And in 2021, Blast events were watched for 59.37 million hours, according to my press release.
1: Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, honestly, though, sometimes these foreign broadcasters, like I don't understand a single thing they're saying.
0: They're hype as fuck, mm. right?
1: They're so hype.
0: They're so hype. Yes, sir.
1: If you like, again, I'm going to like, if you listen to, I think it's like the Spanish broadcasters and the French broadcasters in league. They're so hype. Bro, the French broadcasters
0: in smash are hype.
1: Dude, I I think just French broadcasters in general are fucking cracked.
0: Yeah, man. Like my, we're, we're restreaming my smash event in French.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because of the demand is like so big there. Yeah. But also the the casters
1: are just so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They know how to have like that emphasis. I feel like like US casters were we're so focused on like how they sound mm-hmm. where like we're in like other countries it's like how hyped the casters get alongside the analytics.
1: But I wonder if it's because I don't understand what they're saying, it feels a lot more hype to me. So and, I'm not I'm not I'm not really thinking about what they're saying. I'm thinking mm-hmm. more about the emotion like that's in their voice.
0: Yeah, but like like like
1: because like English casters get hyped and mm-hmm. like if it's not like a very hype moment, I I won't feel as hyped as I would if somebody else is saying it, if somebody in a different language is saying it, because I can understand what the English cast they're saying. And like, mm-hmm. that's all that's running through my head.
0: Yeah. I, that, that, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Cause like, to me for, for like, like LAC and LCS, the most hype broadcasters. Like, or like um, commentators are like freak and like medic. Yeah. Right. You know, but like, even when I watch like other streams, I feel like they're more hype than freaking medic. Like they're yeah. louder, you know? And they, like, like, like I'll never forget when um that double it video years ago. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: That, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Korean broadcasters. <laughs>
0: the Korean broadcast that was so good. Like, they, they made it so hype to watch. Like you know they, they they just drag it out. But yeah, it's super awesome to see that blast is gonna be able to be doing that stuff for Counter Strike and have it like more 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 like a broader like um bandwidth of people who like actually like want to engage the thing engage the the show now. It's like it's in their language.
1: Yeah, I think again it's just. It's a great idea.
0: Yeah, definitely. Nothing and speaking of it. great ideas, all right. Uh, in an article on esports insider by Ivan Simic, FaZe Clan announces NFL collaboration ahead of the Super Bowl, FaZe on. And you love football.
1: I love football. I don't think it's kind of weird, right? Because Faze... wasn't FaZe Clan involved in a massive like crypto scandal.
0: Two of their like um content creators were, but like it's one of those okay, things no. where like like yeah, it wasn't like FaZe Clan. I don't think it was FaZe Clan themselves. I think those two people who were, were like well in FaZe Clan, but like aren't like stakeholders.
1: Okay. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. And they were stakeholders to different a stories. Face clan
0: Clan's getting canceled.
1: Yeah. Huh? I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot of FaZe Clan. It was just I mean, bro, they're coming from Call, call of
0: it. Duty, bro. I'm sorry. If you're yeah. a Call of Duty fan and you're listening to this, like, that Sucks. esport is something else, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to put shame on it, but.
1: Uh, this, this makes the most sense to me. I think that FaZe Clan has the most crossover out of any esport org with mm-hmm. the NFL.
0: Yeah, they, they already partnered with them in 2019 yeah. where they worked on activations like around like the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. This yeah. uh, this was like a no-brainer, I'd say.
0: Because mm-hmm. like at the same time, it's a win-win for both of them. Because yeah, exactly. the NFL wants to appeal to more people in esports. Because like, believe it or not, a lot of these sports um, companies are losing out on the younger demographic of people because yep. the younger demographic are more interested in esports and gaming than they are in actual sports. Yep. So now they're trying to figure out ways to like, oh hey, how do we get into that community? But at the same yeah, time, face clan in, taps into the sports scene.
1: Yeah, you bring in, you know, like an org that fill that's just known kind of in both. Mm-hmm. Which is Face Clan, like Face Clan started off, you know, Call of Duty a lot of people that play call of duty probably also watch sports and like over the Definitely. years they've branched into more than it's just a COD org. So like they have more than COD fans. Mm-hmm. So now you have like a little bit of both, right? You have the call of duty fans that follow phase and follow the NFL. And you have the phase fans that probably don't really know much about the NFL, but they know the creators on phase clan. So yeah. like they'll, they'll probably tune in.
0: Yeah, exactly. To, to support it and be like, Oh yeah, what, what's going on? You know? And it yeah. gives them that, that like, um, that step, that that stone. So it's just, it's super dope. Yeah, they're going to incorporate Face Clan talent ambassadors into um, co-branded content and events, which is, which is super dope. And um, if I'm reading everything here, yeah, they're going to host a content activation, such as like flag football between Face Clan members and NFL talent. Yeah, which bro. is cool. I, they're they're going to get rolled, bro. bro These the are teams sweaty better be Call of Duty players.
1: <laughs> it, it better that? be like i was like the teams better be like you know three nfl players and then like two nfl players or no something bro, like I that, watch, bro i want to
0: watch i want to watch face kind get rocked <laughs> i want to watch <laughs> them get like bulldozed down bro in flag football they had to water it down in football they did they, they couldn't do tackle bro they'd kill them
1: <laughs> yeah no for sure
0: it, it literally wouldn't be it wouldn't be close but yeah it's it's super dope and then this partnership is just building off of the last one which is which is awesome to me so you know, I want to see more more uh, crossover activations like this. And I'm excited to see... Which, like, like they they
1: also right definitely out. would have probably done it last year as well if it wasn't for COVID, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And 2020. So yeah. the last time they did this was, like, three years ago, technically. Yeah, last that's year true. Wait, yeah, Which sucks. All right. I know you wanted to talk about one last thing. And I'll let you take the floor on that.
1: Yeah, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Champions Q, which is for League. They introduced this... Um, it's basically a pro player only server not mm-hmm. pro player only actually so it's all 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 the lcs players all the lcs academy players all like the latin american league players and i think like a, the, a couple invite onlys but it's mm-hmm. basically uh, a server based in la for these players to play solo queue on like 20 ping
0: yeah
1: compared to like the 60 that they were playing on earlier mm mm-hmm. mhm which is I think it's great. I think leagues LCS has needed this for a while to kind of you know, we've always been the, the fourth, we've always been the fourth best. Like it's just always what it's been. Mm-hmm. Maybe this pushes up into three, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I still mm-hmm. think China and Korea is always gonna be ahead just because of like the sheer amount of talent that's in LA in those leagues. Mm-hmm. Cause the player pool is just fucking massive. Yeah. But I think this idea is really, really cool. Also, yeah. it's um They have a prize pool of four hundred k,
0: four hundred thousand. Yeah, shit.
1: So I think I don't remember exactly. I think it's like they split it in between into like three seasons and like seven splits. So like me, maybe like first place on every season gets like sixty k or something.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And then like they they like you know obviously I guess like top ten gets some kind of monetary reward. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know I think it's really cool. Yeah. It'll help any solo queue. Not really help. Actually, it'll make any solo solo queue as a whole worse, but it'll make NA as like an East or as a as a region a, as a region competing mm-hmm. in like you know internationally probably better.
0: Yeah, it like just launched a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, it just and launched. I, agree, yeah. I think the
0: seventh. Yeah, two days ago, literally. Yeah, while we're recording this, on the but 9. it's also
1: really cool because they have like you could see like the match history online. Like, I don't yeah, know. they made
0: everything like centralized and yeah. like easy to watch. Yeah, it's not, it's not scattered. It's, it's like in one place. Yeah, yeah. For for my understanding, it was kind of like to to give like aspiring pros like a roadmap, like the ability to like level up their own skills. People who are like serious about becoming like pr- pros. Yeah, but uh, and, like, it's be, also just to, like go against people who are like really good.
1: Yeah, it's also just better practice for mm-hmm. like professional players. Yeah,
0: because instead you, of having
1: to go into scrims like
0: or solo queue
1: instead of waiting like 30 minutes for solo queue and then you know you get like a one trick that's not playing his one trick so the game's already lost it doesn't really matter <laughs> your mental's already boomed like before you even get load into the game mm-hmm. you know at least now you know that like you're playing with other professional players nobody's really going to troll right and if they do troll like it's not going to be the move. pro I'm it's not sure. going to be the pro players that are trolling for sure yeah. And then so it's like invite only. If the invite only stroll, they're just kicked out.
0: Yeah, they're revoked. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Literally. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's super dope. Cause like I remember when it came to like league rankings, they had they had Diamond, Masters, and a Challenger. Yeah. Right. There's there's a there's another one, right? Isn't yeah, it Grandmaster?
1: Yeah, uh Diamond, Masters, Grandmasters, and then Challenger.
0: Yeah. So I like I made this comparison because like like Challenger is LCS, right? Yeah. And then like Diamond and Masters solo queue yeah i feel like this championship queue that they that they um, this activation that this, they just created is kind of like grandmaster where like like this is the in-between between trolls and gods and you want to get like, to the next point
1: so kind of I, I think it's more like challenger because i don't actually not really <laughs> the biggest problem with any solo queue is that the player base wasn't high enough so you didn't have enough like challenger players playing at the same time for it to be like mm. a full challenger lobby. So you'd get yeah. like I don't know grandmaster master or like even D one players.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just games. making the comparison. Like yeah, whether yeah, it yeah. was grandmaster or master, it's it's still like that stepping stone of like you're i I feel like I'm in between two places, but I want to be yeah. on the top.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a really good place for academy players to like make a name mm. for themselves.
0: Yeah, other than just academy with like ten thousand viewers on Twitch. We're like 10, you're 10, hoping there's a recruiter. Like it might not
1: like, even uh, be like 10k viewers on Twitch to be honest. It's,
0: it's usually like it's usually like nine to ten k because um, Bla- I think Riot actually did a um, a something with uh, Blast where they're actually streaming two matches of Academy instead of just one now. Okay, simultaneously. So I both streams have like ten Academy
1: each. viewership is always like really low whenever like at least last season was super low.
0: I uh, t- ten thousand in my opinion isn't bad only because the benchmark I use it for. Is for every ten thousand viewers you have on Twitch, you make more money from ads. Yeah, that's true. And if that's the benchmark that that Twitch has, then I feel like that's a good benchmark to start with when it comes to viewership. Because like yeah. to us, ten thousand when it comes to esports is like oh, this is dog water for like the biggest esport. But like this is like the amateur league. So like I maybe like last year, last couple seasons were bad, but like for me, this couple seasons are in my opinion just a little better.
1: Yeah, I think last season's probably the worst, but I assume it's picked back up.
0: Yeah. I think so. Huh. But, all right. I think that covers everything we wanted to talk about. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Esports Diff. Make sure to follow us on your respective podcast platform to stay up to date with our episodes that air every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST. And also make sure to rate and if you enjoyed the cast. We're your host, Fabs and Faison, and we'll catch you guys next week on Esports Diff.
1: See hey you, guys. Peace.